Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. On May 6, 2014, in the Great Water subdivision of Lake Oconee, Georgia, the body of Russell Derman is found decapitated. His head and his wife Shirley are nowhere to be found. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Russell and Shirley Derman. Welcome to a deep, dark, <laughs> dank, moist <laughs> basement located somewhere in the bowels God. of Georgia. The man you hear in the background thinks he's played on the Jolly Roger. His name was really Roger. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? It what is the code. <laughs> What are, you, what are you insinuating? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can use your imagination there, Bob. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess I should say, um, it's almost the end of September and we finally got some fall weather. Are you sure? Because I've, I've seen fall weather and that's exactly what I would call fall weather. Well, it's a lot cooler than 98. Well, you sit there and you say... uh Global warming don't exist, but when you consider 85 fucking fall weather. <laughs> yeah, average temperature is what we like to call fall. Yeah, I mean. So, Coach, how was your week? Ugh. Yeah, me too. Same old, same old, man. So, this week we are doing little uh, shout outs. Uh, since everyone listened to Coach Wine about beating me on. The Twitter, we did gain five followers on my Instagram. Nice, man. So inspiration. So 51. But the news is hold on, hold on. our Facebook page. Let me check. Let me check the Twitter. Let me check. Let me check. Let me we check. have 30 subscribers, followers, whatever you want to call it, on, on Facebook? our Facebook That's page. That's pretty nice. What did you say your Instagram was, though? My Instagram's 52. Oh, it's not 59, though. So, oh, yeah. snap. But I'm closing. Dude. We are, as we are recording this, this happens to be September 20th, and believe it or not, they actually did raid Area 51. <laughs> How many got arrested? Uh, well, here's the deal. If you see that the gate to Area 51, that's right about where they got. They did no, none of them, some had guns the had the to balls cross. to cross. It's probably that sign <laughs> that says, Use of deadly force. It doesn't say that anymore. Uh, no, they did, you're right. They did. Do you know why it doesn't say that anymore? Because the fucking aliens ain't there anymore. If the aliens were there, that sign sure did sure would be there. Be it don't dirty. say deadly force authorized anymore. But try to go to Dulles, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Area 53. Yeah, try to go to Dulles, just see what happens. Ask right, go, Pat. Ask go Paul Schneider how that worked out. Yeah, it didn't do well for Paul. <laughs> He's missing a cut, a digit or two. Uh, yeah, well. Anywho, 
So our shout out this week goes to, unfortunately, we have to give her a shout out again, is Kylie. She let us do a pick six. And this week we are doing the Oconee Brewing Company out of Oconee, Georgia. And we are drinking their Mean Machine Red Ale. This is a 6.5 ABV. It is very easy drinking. And it's got a nice dry finish to it. Uh, this is the first time I've had Oconee. Yeah, I've never had it either. And, and I do is. like the name. It's got a nice little locomotive on it. But of course, when you hear the word Mean Machine, if you grew up in the 70s or if you saw the shitty remake in the uh, 2000s, when you hear the word Mean Machine, you think of only one movie and one movie only. That would be The Longest Yard. You know, I mean, I don't think the remake was that bad, though. I, I, it could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler has made some shitty fucking movies, but about half of them are really good. I mean, not really good. They're not going to win a fucking Oscar. They're cult classics, yeah. They're watchables, what I call it. If it's on TV, you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Me, if Longest Yard's on TV, Comedy Central, I'm going to watch it. 51st Dates, yeah, hell yeah, I'll watch it. Jack and Jill. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. So, just like Coach alluded to in the opening, <laughs> we are discussing the case of Russell and Shirley Derman. And this one, after three straight weeks of getting away from the murder and the mayhem we're right back in it baby this one is not only is there murder but there are two brutal murders yeah this is to do this to an 87 year old couple show some evil yeah this is a an, just a awful awful situation and it i don't know it's, it's beyond words to be honest with you but basically the gist of the uh the facts about russell and his wife shirley derman they're rich like, very wealthy people yes so they, that's they lived in... Uh, For some reason, I find that more unfortunate. If yeah. Because they made it to retirement. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you've worked hard. You, you you created, you know, you made it in this capitalist society to to be one of the 1% and to have this happen to you. Just For some, for whatever reason, maybe it's missing white woman syndrome, <laughs> but for whatever reason, man, this makes it sadder to me. It does. Honestly. Uh, but anyway, they did leave, they lived on a Jack Den- Nicholas designed golf course community. This is on Lake Oconee. This is roughly halfway between Macon and Augusta. Okay. Quick sidebar. When I wrestled in high school, uh, the state championship my senior year that I did not win, which I should have. But anyway, it was at the uh, Columbus Civic Center. And it was the Columbus Cottonmouth was the uh, minor league uh, hockey team. And there was a the little flashing billboard. This is the year 2000. A little flashing billboard said their next game was against the team from Macon. 
And they had, by a wide margin, the greatest name I've ever heard for a sports team in my entire life. Their mascot was the Whooping Cranes. Oh. But they called them the Making Whoopie. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so sad that that shut down. Look it up, folks. Put it in the old Google machine. So back to the case. It is the Great Waters Gated Subdivision on Lake Oconee. It's in Putnam County. And Lake Oconee, or if you listen to another podcast, they screwed it up totally and said Oconee. Oconee. Oh, it was all. You I, know what's it, Like, every time they said you, it, I wanted to You know what's funny? Yell. Is... I am a, I have a big pet peeve when I listen to my YouTube and my podcast or whatever. And it's the foreign people, you know, people from Ireland, people from England, people from Canada, people from wherever. Well, not just foreign people that aren't from the South. And when they say Southern words and they mispronounce them, it just irritates me to no end. But what's funny about that is because I guarantee you, <laughs> we have butchered. Oh, yeah. Not just you. Me as well. I'm sure we have butchered so many words. It's all right, though. And we're just ignorant about Well, I mean, I was like, Sarfati. <laughs> well, that, that Dr. Sarfati. Sarfati. And I was like, Sarfati. That there Sarfati there. <laughs> Got to be a real fan to know that callback. That's right, baby. <laughs> so, Lake Oconee is a southern power lake. It covers approximately... I love how they approximate this. 19,971 acres. Yeah, I looked it up. I think it's like the seventh largest lake in Georgia, maybe. I do not quote me on that because I looked it up last week and I don't fucking remember. Yeah. It's and 375 I'm, miles of shoreline, which is a shit ton. And I'm, I'm, too lo- I'm too lazy to look that shit back up. Well, I'm with you, bub. So, <laughs> Russell had grown up in New Jersey in the town of Hackensack. He had made his money... As an executive for the West Clocks and Seth Thomas Company. Never heard of him. Yeah, me either, but he did quite well there. He did so well that when he did retire, he moved to Atlanta and acquired a chain of metro area Hardy's restaurants. Now, this provided them with a lot more money, mm-hmm. and it also provided two of their children with... Uh, lucrative jobs in the food service industry. And if you're not familiar with uh, Hardee's, it is also known by Carl's Jr. on the West Coast. Yes. So, uh, Depending on what website you look at, what article you read, uh, they say that he owned some Wendy's and Chick-fil-A's, but everything that I had seen that came from like a Macon newspaper or Augusta newspaper stated that he did have Hardee's restaurants. Well, he may have, but and, and it doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter. You're right. Anyway. All right. So let's basically start the, the. Basically, he got rich off restaurants, and that's all you really need to know. He did. Him and his wife did retire to the gated community. Uh, from everything that I've read, they were really enjoying retirement. He enjoyed playing golf. She enjoyed the lake life. And unfortunately, on May the 2nd, Russell, this will be the last time Russell is seen alive, he is seen walking the golf course near his home, and that date's going to come back into play later, but 
the next day, on May the 3rd, 2014, the couple accepted an invitation to watch the Kentucky Derby at a derby watch party. Listen. One of their neighbors. That's just a good way. To, if y'all are not from the South, <laughs> yeah, that's just a good way. To indicate how rich they are. Well, because B, A, how rich they are. B, that's a good excuse just to drink and eat. Because yeah. that horse race isn't going to last but four minutes. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, that shows a sign of wealth because. I don't have watch parties. Well, I mean, I do, I do, but it's going to be the UFC or it's going to be some bullshit college game. It certainly going to be the Tennessee Volunteers, not this fucking year. <laughs> My sister called me and she's like, hey, we're going to watch the, she, she pretends to be a Florida fan, but, uh, she, uh, she called me and she's like, hey, we're going to watch the game. I was like, what game? Duh, we, we watch the Tennessee Florida game every year. I was like, when is it? She's like, it's tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of gave up on football this year. But anyway, so yeah, if you're having a a party to watch the Kentucky Derby, that to me shows us just a sign of wealth that I just can't understand. Anyway, so after they accept the invitation on May the 3rd, some friends of theirs tried to get in contact with them starting on May the 5th because they did not show up to the derby party but it was not an you know uncommon for them not to show up to invitations they thought you know life was going on they had something had come up they're real involved with their children so they didn't think to th- anything about it but you know the next day rolls around they don't see them they don't hear from them May the 5th rolls around they start trying to contact them they miss church on that Sunday and so they decide to go to the Dermans house. And upon arriving, they check. Everything looks fine. They go around back. The back door is unlocked. So they go in and they notice that the house, and this is something that the police would state as well, was in pristine condition. Nothing out of place. But they did not find the Dermans. They did, however, find a crossword puzzle that had partially been completed, and they said that that's something that Shirley would do daily. That's just so sad to me that you didn't finish. I don't know. I, that's what's... I mean, honestly, when it comes to the finality of life, that's just so, something about like those type of things like really just so stick out to being really sad to me. Like, they were doing the crossword, but they didn't get to finish it. They... We're watching a, a series on Netflix, but they didn't get to finish it. They're on, like, the last episode of Breaking Bad, and they get capped in the face. I mean, that's just sad. You don't get to see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't know. That's just personally, stuff like that just really sticks. That's why I've never read Moby Dick. What if I get halfway through it? <laughs> <laughs> Fall in love. Fall in love with the book, and somebody caps my fat ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can't, I can't deal with it. So the friends make their way through the house, again, noting that nothing is out of place. It's extremely cr- clean, but there's nobody home, and it's odd. So they check all the rooms, check all the, the bedrooms, bathrooms, everything. And then the last thing they go and check is the garage. Well, when they come into the garage, they discover Russell Derman's body laying between the couple's two vehicles. <sighs> 
And the strange... This is going to be our first what the fuck. The strange and disturbing thing is his head is missing. Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. Not only are you shocked to find your neighbor dead, but then... I'm the your heads. headless neighbor. I mean, yes. you're thinking. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, they're 87 years old. They're both 87, correct? I believe that he was a year older, 88. Okay, so he's 88. She's 87. So when you don't hear from somebody that's 88 years old, you're thinking cardiac arrest, heart attack. Yeah, you're stroke. thinking stroke. You're thinking falling, broken a hip, broken hip. You're you're not thinking decapitated. Like no. good. Lord. And what made it even odder, and this is, I would say, the second what the fuck with his body, is that he is surrounded by towels, and they are soaked with blood. Yeah, they, uh, who, whomever did that, it's um, surmised, and I, I agree 100%, that they did that to keep the blood from so- seeping outside the garage. Yes, and that's what authorities would state, that this was a next level way of making sure this body was not found. Yeah. Surely, however, is nowhere to be found. And at this time, the Putnam County Sheriff, Howard Seals, would state that he is bringing in the FBI. He brought in cadaver dogs. He brought in the uh, Department of Natural Resources divers and Basically, it was an all-hands-on-deck search for Shirley. He would hold press conferences asking for the public to help. He offered a reward for information. And within, I want to say one article stated within six hours of discovering her missing, every digital billboard between Macon, actually between Atlanta and the state line with Florida, had her information, her picture on it. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, be and, with you. and he, from what I can gather, we could do a whole a whole podcast on Sheriff Seals. He is a outstanding gentleman, um, straight shooter. Don't ask him a question if you don't want the God's honest truth. Um, yeah, again, this is going to be a case where we have nothing negative to say about the police department. No, they did amazing. This man is very passionate about figuring this out. He has figured out every murder case that he's come across, except this one. And he smokes Cohiba cigars well, every day. There you go. <laughs> you can't. You got. You got to trust a man, dude. Yeah. So for the next ten days, Sheriff Seals would hold daily press conferences, reminding the public to be looking for her, uh, reminding neighbors, anyone that was in that was witnessing his press conferences, to be vigilant. Look for this. Uh, elderly woman um but unfortunately on may the 16th 2014 two men are out fishing on lake oconee roughly six miles from the derman's home house and home i just combined both of those made a new word home hey you might as well at this point yeah i know i'm i'm speaking the queen's english basically six miles from the derman's home and they, unfortunately, see a body floating in the water. Um, so they call 911. And I've read two accounts. Uh, one was a sheriff's deputy removed Shirley's body from the lake. But another account was that Sheriff Seals personally showed up to remove her body from the lake. 
extreme decomposition and internal gases had swollen Shirley's body, Sheriff Seals would say, almost twice her normal size. Oh, that's just terrible. The things that happen to you once you die is yeah. awful. And they said that this would prove that they felt like that you were dealing with two individuals when it came to the murder because you had the whoever took care of the body at the house had put towels around it to keep the blood from rolling or spilling out from underneath the garage door but whoever did this to shirley tied two center blocks to her ankles thinking that that would weight her down and they were both 30 pound center blocks and they did not take in consideration what happens when you die and she basically floated back to the top and this was the deepest part of the lake so this would lead the authorities to think someone had to know about the lake um he did state that she was beaten to death unfortunately with a blunt object possibly a hammer possibly a hammer yeah, yeah. that's what i was going to say but, however jesus she was not sexually assaulted they did not and to this date have not found russell's head most likely it's in lake Oconee. oh yeah I I think, that would be my bad. I, I, I mean honestly you never know with with a case like this i mean you don't know fuck you don't know what the fuck anything they were thinking about sheriff seals would go on to state within the last i would say year and this um you know this case is relatively new in 2018 he did state that this case keeps him up at night and that um he felt like within the first year they were doing everything they could he involved multiple other law enforcement agencies he interviewed around 250 people requested the Dermans bank records their a copy of their wills I want to say he somehow got like a year or two years of their phone records. He got a year's worth of cell tower records around their home. Unfortunately, he stated that he had to rule out the children and they had three children older. I mean, they're in their 30s and 40s and they were given polygraph tests. Well, and unfortunately, you know, in any murder investigation, you've got to start with the family and then work your way out. Well, I mean, and we, yes, they did pass polygraph tests. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And I'm not, I'm not accusing any of those children of anything, but if you take the children out of the scenario of why this happened, this makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. Absolutely. No sense. And I'm not, I am certainly not accusing the children of anything, but as a logical explanation to what happened and why. The children are your first target, but you take them out of the equation. There's no answers to this at all whatsoever. None. And he stated that the children, the children, their children were cleared from suspicion pretty early. Mm-hmm. And he stated in almost every interview, the thing that sticks out in his mind was how clean the house was. He didn't state that he knew that Shirley was very meticulous in keeping her house clean. But he had made reference to the fact that there was no DNA evidence, no fingerprints, no footprints, no tire treads. Nothing was out of place. Whomever did this, 
knew what they were doing. Um, they, they knew to cover their ass. So you could, and they took their time. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, they state that his head was removed with a very sharp object. Very sharp. But and there was no hesitation marks on the cut. So it was someone that knew what they were doing. Yeah. That does indicate it too. But to me, I mean, even to go through the act of decapitation lets me know that these people weren't in a hurry. They weren't in a big hurry. So, Sheriff Seals would explain in an article, I think, a year after, and we'll put these articles on our social media, that they feel like his head was removed post-mortem due to the fact that they did not find any arterial spray in the garage. Um, Depending on what you read, check the dates because... Early on in the investigation, they were saying they just, you know, they didn't know how he died, blah, 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 blah. Well, basically, after a little bit of digging and and some great police work, they found some gunshot residue on Russell's shirt. So their theory is. And he was not a shooter. He was not an outdoorsman. I mean, he's a 70-year-old man. From New Jersey. Yeah. Well, so that tells me that he, he was shot in the head and they removed the head. In order to cover up ballistics. Right. If there's no bullet, there's no bullet matching. So, to me, that is 95% what happened to him. Yeah, and uh, Coroner would state that it was odd in how the head was removed because they used the... uh, his shirt collar as a guide. But again, there was no hesitation mark. So it was someone that was comfortable with doing that kind of. Yeah. And that, that to me again would definitely be a huge tick in the side of a professional because I don't care how angry or determined or whatever you are. If this was a personal thing and this was your first kill, there's going to be hesitation marks. There's, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, sloppy. You're going to be sloppy. You're going to be like probably emotional. It's the fact that this is a smooth, clean, that just screams professional hit. Yeah, it does. Or at least someone who is very familiar with the human anatomy and what it takes to kick, to take a head off. Right. At the time of the murders, and this, we can get, chalk this up to what the fuck, but anybody that, covers true crime knows when you start looking at murder cases and unsolved murder cases or unsolved disappearances you're going to find this monkey in the machine they did leave leave they did live in a gated community but guess what the security cameras didn't work well that is true and so there would be no um Security footage from security the front Security footage entrances. of people coming in and out of the front entrance. But there is also something they, that needs to be pointed out. They live on the water. Yes, and like we stated, that's 19,000 acres. Yeah, one of the top 10 largest lakes in Georgia, easily accessible by boat. So it's very possible that the, the perpetrators rolled up on boat, came up a dock. 
and snuck in. So there would be no footage of them anyway. And really, if it hadn't been for authorities going to the front gate, the homeowners association and the neighborhood would not know that the security cameras were not working. They mm-hmm. stated that a storm had come through a couple of weeks earlier and actually fried hmm. the whole security system. So it wasn't your basic, oh, you mean... He just happened that they just happened to stop working at the time well, they died. I mean, if we're going to go, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole of a professional, professional hit, maybe that was planned out. Maybe that whoever was going to perpetrate this crime followed the weather. And whenever the storm came in, they disabled the cameras. True. I, I have not thought about that. But I'm going to go, I'm going to lean more towards the fact that it was a boat. Oh, yeah. And that's what Sheriff Seals would state. He, he feels like, they made entrance to the property from the water, and then that's how also how they got her out of the house. Of course. Well, I mean, and once we get to where she's found, that the boat theory is going to make a shitload more sense. Shit, and this is but, why I like Sheriff Seals. But did they not? Did the Drummonds, Dermans, Dermans rather? Uh, did they not sell a boat? No, they never owned a boat. They that's never what, owned that's a boat. what I read. Now you may have seen something else. I had seen. No, I saw a thing. I saw a thing that they had sold a boat. They may have recently, and they were thinking that. Um, now again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I, I'm I'm from Georgia. I can't read that good. <laughs> but from what I, shit, I, we need to find that out. We need to correct ourselves because I don't want to be wrong. But what I heard is that they sold a boat or had thought about selling a boat. And that was perhaps how the perpetrators got to, were able to case the house. That's a, that's a good they point. came to look at the boat. And that's how they knew what dock it was. That's how they knew blah, 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 blah. That's just part of the research I, I was looking into. Now, it would have been helpful if I would have printed that shit out, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, of course... You know, we're just, it's like we've said before, and we legitimately are just two dumb asses in the basement, and we're half-assing this. The moment, the moment I get a dollar for this, I'll start taking it way more seriously. (laughs) 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 It will take one dollar, and I'll be like, holy shit, we're on our way, folks. Speaking of which. We got a penny off of Radio Public. Speaking of which, you can edit this out later, but we do need to set up that Patreon. I know we do. Yeah, we got to set that up. So, Mini-Me, our great researcher, has just looked it up, and he states that it is basically 50-50. Some people state that they did have a boat, and they sold it, and the other side says, no, they never owned a boat. So, imagine that. The internet's not completely true. Yeah, well, I don't believe it, because it was on the internet. That's true. If it's on the internet, it's true. Both both have to be true. Both have to be true. (laughs) They had one, sold it, and never owned one at the same time. (laughs) So, regardless... It is my opinion, and it is shared by many, that the house was was approached by boat. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you there. I think that's that is the prevailing theory. Um, and like I stated, this is where I really like Sheriff Seals. He contacts the FBI, and so they come down and they work up a profile. Listen. Just the the mere fact that he did that. Yeah, yeah, he checked his ego at the door. Proves, so yeah, exactly. That proves to me that he's a good cop. Yeah. Because he realized that this was beyond his ability 
with the not not his mental ability, but it was a, beyond his ability with the resources he had. And I think that this goes to prove or disprove the fact that rural Southern good sheriffs, old boys. good yeah. old boys, yeah. this man is. I would dare say a Bat Masterson of his time. I mean, he is. Forgive me, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Bat Masterson Who's is. Bat Masterson. It. That's it. Our friendship's over. <laughs> but anyway, going back, uh, <laughs> Sheriff Seal said, no, no, "For real, I want to know who that is." He cleaned up Dodge City. Oh, I don't know who that. Is. I don't watch westerns, man. Anyway. Bat Masterson is a journalist. No, no. Was no. an Army Scout, lawman, professional gambler, and journalist, journalist known for his exploits in the 19th century American Old West. So it is the same person. All right, here we go. I don't watch. I've only seen two westerns, and I think. Tombstone better be one of them. Okay, I've seen four westerns, <laughs> both Young Guns, Tombstone, and Unforgiven. And those four are really great movies. <laughs> Two of which are by far better than the first two. Right. But anyway, so forgive me. That's I, I already told you last. I already said last episode of the year, episode before that I'm not a man as far as it goes to wear like manly stuff other than sports. Okay, I understand <laughs> now. But getting back, he did contact the BAU or the FBI, which sent the, the BAU. What the fuck's the BAU? The Behavioral Analysis Unit. Oh, don't, don't be yelling at me. God almighty. And the fact that he didn't even call the GBI, he called the FBI. Yeah, and a lot of people in the state got pissed off because he circumvented the GBI. But why? Why? Why are you pissed? He, uh, wanna, he, he wanted the I want the feds. I want the people that have yeah. unlimited resources. I don't want to call you so you can call them. But like, I, I just want to go back for a second just to 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 comment on what you said at the very beginning and compliment him about checking his ego at the door. And that's a big, that's a, if you don't understand Southern cops, you don't understand how big that is. Some of them think God handed them their badges. Exactly. Yeah. There are some police officers like in my hometown. Oh, I've got your one. hometown. Everybody's hometown that think they were ordained by God himself to be the sheriff or the police chief or whatever. So the fact that he did that cannot, I can't personally commend him more. So Sheriff Seals, if you happen to listen to this, thanks for your support and God bless you, sir. Yes. You have two new followers in anything you do. Now, he said that he did receive a profile from the FBI and this is where I can't get enough. I want to go like buy this man a beer. Because he said the FBI told him, you're looking for a white male between the ages of 25 and 45 who likes guns and knives. Oh, Jesus Christ, in the state of Georgia, good luck. He said, thanks, boys, but that's half of our county. Half my ass. 95%. I'm a bleeding heart liberal, and I love guns and knives. (laughs) You know why? Because I was raised in Georgia. But he kind of, you know... I don't know. I, I just the way that it the article that I read was written led you to believe that he was so put off with them to even think that that that's all y'all. I called but, you, and that's all y'all have. That, Hell, I could have told myself that. That, that, <laughs> that just perfectly describes the fundamental lack of understanding about the South. Yes, and that I. And that's central Georgia. The fact there's nothing between Macon and and Augusta. You know why he said half the county is because the other half's female. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet you would have told me they also liked to fish. <laughs> bet, yeah, like, and believe it or not, we got a sneaking suspicion they like football. <laughs> now, this is where Sheriff Seals, I think, really shows his true mental capabilities because I just reading up on this until I've come across this, I didn't even think of of you know, other things that it's one of those glaring things once it's brought to your attention, like, well, yeah, dumbass, why didn't you see that? He stated that he believes that there are at least three crime scenes, if not four, possibly. Four? That's interesting. He said the house and the lake have to be the first two crime scenes. He said the other or others would have to be where Shirley received the blows to her head. Ah, okay, okay. And or where Russell was shot. Okay, so he's he's assuming that okay, I I, you see I where understand he's going. What, yeah, I understand that. But it does make sense. I mean, he that's very, you know, very good insight on his mm-hmm. part. Um Well, you can from, from just from what from the what house I, from what I've read about the house, you can tell that that is not the yeah, the that is not where he was killed no. because if if he was shot in that house, there'd be a whole lot more blood. Yes. If he was decapitated in that house before death, there'd be a lot more blood uh, spray. Yeah. And also, if she was bludgeoned in the house, they would be cast off somewhere. Mm, absolutely. What my assumption is, and I guess we will get to that in the theories, but I'm going to say it is like, I th- I personally think that they were taken, they were separated to be used against each other. Yeah, and that's what I I I've got a theory like that too. For whatever we'll for whatever reason, they were used against each other. Going back to the May second sighting of Russell around the golf course, uh, they would state that this is probably around the time that he passed is on May the 2nd because there are security camera videos slash footage of him at a local Publix buying groceries and the bank, and he is found in the same clothing that he was seen in the videos of that day with. That basically is all of the facts of the case, and that in itself is a what the fuck. I mean, we're talking, what, five years now? Was it 2014? Yeah. May 2014? So, five years, and we've got nothing. Nothing. And really... Not even a single suspect, because these people had no no known enemies. Well-liked. Well-liked people, very respected in the community, and there's just nothing. There's no... Now, there's going to be theories, and we may, we'll touch upon them. But every single theory has zero evidence. Zero. Now, the first theory that I came across is, and this is a doozy, is that, I'll save the doozy for later, but this is one of the more prevalent theories, I guess I would say. The One of the more prevalent theories is that you have a copycat of Israel Keys, the serial killer. And if you are familiar with Israel Keys, he had lived in Alaska and traveled the entire continental U.S. and would leave in numerous states these kill buckets where he would have a gun, knife, rope, zip ties, gloves, change of clothes, drop cloths. 
and he had actually killed an older elderly couple that he had no ties to at all. And so that's what leads some people to theorize you have a killer like this that perpetrated this crime. Now, I I see that, but and then from my research, they tried to to tie the serial killer idea. They really tried to tie it in and make it make sense, but it's just so very far fetched. It's a serial killer because there's so there's not many victims, right? No, no, no. I'm not remote. saying. Yeah, the only thing they tried to tie it with was a woman named Lewis Colley, who was killed in a very similar way, but she was killed in New York City. But where's he's from Mr. Hackensack. Yeah, where's Mr. McDermott from? He's from Hackensack, New, New Jersey, Jersey, which is not very far no. from New York City. So that's not out of the realm of possibilities, but the unlikeliness of it, of a serial killer going all the way to Georgia to do, I don't know. I, I don't buy the serial killer thing. I don't either, but that's one but of the- But it is definitely a theory. Yeah, a theory. And you cannot just rule it out, you know, just because I'm like, that's far-fetched. Well, it's also far-fetched that somebody's going to decapitate decapitate an 88-year-old man for right. no fucking reason. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we have to entertain any and all theories. Now, the another theory that has taken some legs is this was a professional hit slash mob hit. Okay. Well, yeah, he is from way up there. In the heart of mob territory, New Jersey, New York. And from what I learned from The Sopranos, that's where they're from. I never watched The Sopranos, but I know that's where it's set. So all the mafia has to be up there, right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where they live. But, I mean, realistically, yes, that is where a lot of uh, some of the mafia um, organizations are located. And I read that possibly he was in the witness protection program. And they got, they found him and got to him. But he's got a pretty, he's a pretty high profile person to be in the witness protection program. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that if they put you in WITSEC, they're going to want you to be some Joe Blow that doesn't mean anything. This guy's rich. He owns numerous franchises of restaurants. He's going to become pretty well known in his community. And all it takes is for one person to be on vacation in Atlanta or be on, you know, be a cousin of a cousin of a cousin and recognize the guy. They're going to let him know and it's going to come after him. So I'm pretty sure they're going to want to keep people in the witness protection program as low profile as humanly possible. Well, and And that just doesn't ring true with their background. No, and they were very involved in the community. Absolutely. um, Very loved by the community. So these people are well known because I promise you, you put my ass in wet sack. I ain't talking to nobody. No, I may. I'll go to my job. I'll go get my beer. And I will come home. <laughs> like That's all I'm doing. And this is where and you may have seen this, too, in your research. Um, going on the mob side or the mob hit theory, somebody on Reddit and I apologize for not writing down your screen name but we all know it doesn't matter hell I could just make one up anyway uh, you don't want to end up on fucking uh, BuzzFeed about true plagiarizing but I will <laughs> just uh, summarize therefore I'm not 
plagiarizing. They someone had stated that this reminded them of a murder of a couple in Reno in two thousand six. And I know from the show I used to watch on Comedy Central that the police of Reno are top notch. Are top notch. I fucking love that show. Reno nine one one was the best. But you know what actually was the best is the people that did that show did the state from MTV. Do you ever see that? Mm-mm. Oh dear God! If you if anyone out there is a fan of the state from MTV, please contact me on Twitter and we will fucking talk about that shit for as long as you want to because that's one of the best shows ever. <laughs> Sorry. The reason they state that this reminds them of that murder in 2006, and it was a couple, and I'm sure I'm butchering this one, M-U-S-A-L-O-S, Musalos, and they said that this was a mob hit due to Mr. Musalos' prior business dealings, and they feel like that this is the same thing that would have happened to the Dermans, due to Russell's prior business dealings. Now, we have to go sidebar here and talk about their son that was murdered in yeah, Atlanta. They, they, they have four children, only three surviving, because one is actually going to be murdered in a coke deal gone wrong. And this was in Metro Atlanta? In the year 2000, though. So we're talking 14 years. You're going to try to connect. Yeah, people said that they murder. Of a son. Well, they disproved this real quick. In a 14 year, you're going to wait 14 years? And the guy that killed the son. I'm going to throw that shit out. Yeah. The guy that killed the son is actually serving a life sentence and has, he's not connected to anything or. It don't you know, sound like it. No. They, that's a. It was pretty. That's a hard sell for me. Yeah. Open shut with that, that rabbit hole. Um, now, but going well, back to the moose loads. No, no. Well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, they stated that that murder seemed like a hit out of nowhere. They said that that couple on the surface appeared to, you know, be extremely nice, but they kept to themselves. They were private. Unlike the Dermans, the Musolos lived a meager existence, but they also lived on a gated golf community. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, someone climbed their fence, cut their phone lines, and assassinated both of them. Now, please forgive me if you said it already, but where was that murder? Reno, Nevada Reno, in 2006. Reno, Nevada in 2006. Yes. So we're going to try to tie this to a serial killer that's with the only connection being they lived on a golf course? No, no, no. This is where they're going to tie them together, and it's going to touch on your mob thing. It says that uh, okay, okay. he, Mr. Muslow, was a pilot living in Brooklyn who used to run see, a thought, small plane back and forth to Latin America. See, if only I had the patience to wait five seconds. See, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to ask that question. <laughs> um, but this would go, this leads people to believe that Mr. Muslo was connected to mob drug trafficking. He ran uh, some businessmen back and forth to Latin America, um, and then... All of a sudden, he came into a little bit of money so that he could buy a house and move to Nevada. So, I don't see anything like that with the Dermans. Well, I mean, when we look at everything, there we can't we can't cancel this theory out because there's just no information. We don't know what this man did in his past. True, we don't know that. And they said that they would like to this this person theorized the mob hit tied to Nevada. They said they would like to see someone. 
go through uh, the Dermans' business dealings and see if there was anything that would raise a, a suspicion. I mean, I certainly I am not in the business of demonizing victims, but we just have to admit we don't know. We have to admit. Yes, we don't. We don't know his past. And I'm sure, I mean, you look at their pictures, they look like clean cut, innocent is like somebody pure, you would help put their groceries in their car. Here's the driven snow. Yeah. But there's been people that look like that all over the world that have done some crazy things in their day to just, you know, maybe they did some things to make ends meet. They got out of it. I, who, who knows? But. As crazy as this, when you, I mean, I'm telling you, when we post this picture of these this couple, people that listen are going to look at it and go, really? The mob? Yeah. No. No. But you just, I mean. You never know. You just never know. No, you, you can't don't. cancel that out. All right. One of our, or one of my wilder theories that I found was, and this is a doozy, so sit back and hold on to your shorts. Well, well we need some more doozies because we've left out a whole bunch of what the fucks because we, we're, we're starting to feel the, the effects of <laughs> we're the... We're starting to feel the vibrations. Yes. <laughs> Russell was mistaken for Sheriff Seals. Why Sheriff Seals, though? I saw, I saw a thing about mistaken identity or they just picked the wrong house, and I kind of... Kind of could give legs to th- those theories. From what, what I can gather. What the fuck are you talking about? From what I can gather, and this makes a lot right, of sense. Well, uh, smarten me up here to use a wrestling term from what happened when? <laughs> what did I do? Well, I mean, I was just you listen rolling to that podcast. Yeah. What happened when? That's a damn good podcast. So, anyway, go ahead. Smarten me up. Sheriff Seals lives in the same gated community. Really? And if you pull up a picture of Sheriff Seals and a picture of Russell Derman from a distance, from not, a distance. and I'm not talking like conversational distance, I'm talking from a distance, they are similar in stature. That's about as far as I'll go. Um, and this is where but this takes some legs. If you're going to get close enough to a man to put gunshot residue on the back of his collar, you're going to pretty fucking be pretty fucking sure that ain't Sheriff Seals. True. We did not mention the fact that one of the neighbors witnessed a man in the front yard. There is a sighting of a suspect in the front yard, but it was at such a distance that she, A, both could not, well, she, she, A, both, that's not good. No. That's not good wording. She could not either. You make fun of me. <laughs> I did, yeah, I do. I, I do, I do, a lot. I do, do, I do, See, do a lot. that's what you get. <laughs> anyway. Calm as a bitch. <laughs> it was at such a f- far distance that she could neither determine any characteristics of him nor could she determine if it was Mr. Drummond himself. So that's pretty far away. That's not next door. That's no. a few doors down. You just see a man standing in a yard. Yeah. So it could have been Mr. Drum- Mr. Dermond before. I keep want to say Drummond for some reason. But Mr. Dermond before he was killed, or it could have been the man that killed him just standing out there. Who knows? But that witness couldn't say either way. Yeah. So she's pretty worthless. Yes. Now, where the mistaken identity for Seals takes some legs is he, Sheriff Seals, led the investigation in the Nuwabian cult. The whaty, whaty, what? The Nuwabian cult. The Nuwabian cult. And this is... We definitely look at different materials, and that's a good thing. Yes. I ain't heard none of this yet. Now, the Nuwabian cult, for those of you that don't know, including Coach, was a... 
crazy Wait, ass. so it, it was, so it doesn't exist anymore? Well, that's where you get into... Because I was going to make fun of their name so, if they didn't exist anymore. No, they still exist, so be then careful. that's a good name. Yeah. That's a good name, guys. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> the FBI assisted in the case, and the guy that, that run it was DMZ York. Like the demilitarized zone? Kind of, but you'll have to look up what it stood for. There's no way in hell I can uh, pronounce all of those. But basically, DMZ York was sent to federal supermax prison for 135 years. There are some extreme hardcore followers that still remain active and say that they are being directed from Mr. York in his prison cell. Um, the Nuwabian cult has remained a little active and has paramilitary trained security force they call the Mujahid, which is a little play on words there, uh, which mm, state that they have dismembered and decapitated some of their victims in the pr- in the past, previously in Brooklyn, New York. Malachi Dwight York was his God-given name. Going back to the Brooklyn area, the Nuwabians moved from Brooklyn to Georgia because there was rumors that they were being investigated for criminal activity by the FBI. And Saru Allah reported that the Nuwabian church cult was a front for a wide range of criminal activity that went as far as arson, welfare fraud, and extortion. I am amazed. I am like, I am getting more and more impressed with your research, sir, because apparently I'm not doing my damn job. Um, (laughs) Several weeks in a row that you've blown my mind. I'm like, what? DMZ York had Holy a moly. I just, I like, I'm the, the whole time you've been talking, I've just been reading the bullshit Wikipedia page about these people, and I'm like, how the hell did I not see any of this? Because you're right, they were right there, they were right there in Putnam County. Yes, they um, were right there. He had a right hand man, and this man's name was Roy Savage, also known to the Nuwabian cult as Hashim the Warrior. He was the leader of the Ansaru Allah Communities Security Force. And this is... There's no way you said that. No, there's not. And I apologize. (laughs) But basically, I'm going... From this point forward, it is going to be known as the AAC. There you go. That you can handle. Yes, I can handle that. And that security force is the Nuwabian cult's Mujahid. Wow. Um. Mr. Savage was a primary suspect in the murder of political activist Horace Green. But, and this is where we get into the pissing contest, before 9-11, the FBI would not share their info with NYPD investigators for almost 20 years. Well, for 20 years. years? Yes. So, and there's actually a state of New York. Actually, I'm sorry. I apologize. There was a state of New Jersey lawsuit filed against Mr. Savage on July 19th, 1990. And I will post the link to the actual case and you can read the 
ins and outs of a case. Basically, in the projects in 1983 in New Jersey, there was an odor coming from the 12th floor. Mm. And they go in and they find a suitcase. That's never good. That has a man in it. Was he dead? Yes, he was dead also, but there was a headless torso of a black woman in there whose hands were missing. Yes. So that's where this is going to take a little bit of legs. Um, So her hands and torso were, her hands and head were missing? Or were they found? No, 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 missing. Could not be found. Okay, okay. Because I, um, somewhere along in my research, I found a case that there was a, a woman that was found with her, um, her head. Just her torso? No, her. it was her head and hands were missing, but they were found in a cardboard box next to her. But I, I don't think it was related to this case. And if you were going to bring that up, I was going to be like extra blown away. Um, and this is where we tie it back to Sheriff Seals because Sheriff Seals would get wind of the fact that the, there was some crazy stuff going on with the, uh, the Nuwabian cult. Um, he, Mr. York, had prayed for violence to befall Sheriff Seals. And uh, witnesses would later testify that he, Mr. York, would lead all of the New Wabians in a prayer village for Seals' death. And he would tell anybody within earshot that Sheriff Seals needed to go because he had figured out that Mr. York's real plan was to create an autonomous independent state in Putnam County, and he was the only obstacle to that plan. Okay. And um, not to get off on too many sidebars or too, too many tangents, but um, clearly this man's fucked up. That man did not know how Georgia works. No. <laughs> You don't threaten a small town or a, a southern Georgia county sheriff. And as sad and true as it may be, because I detest racism in any form, but we have to realize what state we're living in. Yes. And if you think that a small rural Georgia town is going to let a black man make threats, create his own autonomous (laughs) state. State. You're Um, you're wrong. Sorry. But I'm going on record again. I detest racism in every form. I want us all to be equal. But I also don't want any man of any, any any form, any race or color to create his own autonomous state within my state. York would scold the Nuwabians, saying that they had not acted to bring his prayers to fruition. Hmm. And that in the old days, when they were located in Brooklyn, when he prayed for something, someone would demonstrate their loyalty to him by making it happen. See, that's where it's at, man. I mean, honestly, I should have started a cult. That sounds rad to be a cult leader, not a cult follower so much. But cult leader sounds super cool. Now, like I stated, he, York, had scolded the Nuwabians, saying that in the old days when he was in Brooklyn, in the old days being the 70s, if he prayed for something, it happened. Um, But 
it's the 90s and the 2000s, and none of his followers are willing to go to jail for his dumbass. It's like 2014. Yes. Other times, they said, and this would go to the fact that this man, York, is not playing with a full deck, because he would tell his people after he prayed for Sheriff Seal's death to hold off on the assassination plot, saying that crime might be too easy to trace back to us. And I will post the magazine that has a lot of these theories in it. This theory is also prevalent on Reddit. It's also prevalent on the, um, what's the other one? There's another website other than Reddit. I know, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Is it YouTube? No, no, no. (laughs) Then we have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, uh, ah, the. 4chan? No, it's not 4chan or 8chan. It's Tumblr? It's not uh, unsolved. Wikipedia? No. Mur- uh, Web Sleuths. Bingo. Ah, Web Sleuths. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a prevalent theory yeah. on Web Sleuths. All right. So now, now that we've just killed that whole thing, I will have to say this. Mini Me has just knocked one out of the park, and he says- It's so good, I don't think we should even give him credit. <laughs> yeah, I think I should take credit for it. <laughs> um, Mini Me states that the cult was pissed- at York because there was a rumor about him being a fake prophet and that they turned him in. Roy Savage was known to be the pro-hitman for the Nuwabians to gather human body parts to sacrifice them. Yeah, he was known to gather. Right, to the Nuwabian gods. Uh, no evidence is out there to connect Roy to the murders and especially this case. But it will, well, I will say this, these are things, like Arsenio Hall stated, that make you go, hmm. Well, the fact, I was going to touch upon it when we got to, um, when we got to, uh, our theories is the fact that, you know, you say that the, the police theorized that the head was taken, uh, to, to Conceal cover the up the ballistics, but I was going to suggest that perhaps the head was taken. To show proof. Yes, and I agree with you. To show proof of the kill. And if it's a professional hit, that makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe it was him that did it, and he took the head for his sacrifices or whatever, or he took the head to uh, the head of the cult to show that he killed the man, and they realized, oh shit, that's not the right we guy. We fucked up. Yeah, we screwed up. Anyway, yes, we fucked up. And they have now have an elderly woman that they have tied up somewhere that they've got to get rid of. What better way to get rid of her? Bash her head in? Bash her fucking head in. Drop her in the deepest part of the lake. Unforgivable. Now, I will say one of my theories, and this is, I had wrote my theories up before I started doing the prevalent theories. One of mine was whoever killed them their motivation was just spot. They wanted these, this man or this woman, yeah, but why? Dead, though? Why because they felt know? like they had been wronged by them. Maybe. I mean, they did own a whole bunch of businesses. Maybe they fired some crazy motherfucker that was like, "Fuck this." Or here's another thing that I thought about going on that same line of thinking. Maybe. You know, they stated that two of the sons 
kind of took over those Hardy's restaurants. Maybe the sons had murdered murdered. Jesus. Thank you. Oconee Brewing Company for absolutely killing the fact that I can't form words right now that they had wronged them by firing them. The sons had. And so to get back at the sons, they would kill their parents. You know, and there's two lines of thinking when I first read this, you know, they tried to kill them out of spot. They, like you said, they felt severely wronged. Or the other thing was maybe this was an extortion situation. Yeah, that's one of mine as well. But, you know, you get to um, the extortion. Maybe they separated them to say, you know, give me all your fucking money or I'm going to kill your husband. Give me all your fucking money. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your wife. And when they couldn't deliver, they killed them both. But, you know, we have one child that was involved in drugs which I'm not making character judgment on the rest of them. But there's a theory that one of the children may have been in debt. Whether to it to be drug debt, gambling debt, whatever type of illegal debt you can think of. And if you are in debt a substantial amount of money, the people that want that money from you, it would make zero sense for them to kill you. Because if they kill you, where do they get their money? So, the first logical step is to kill your parents. And the next logical step is to kill your kids. And then the third logical step is to kill your spouse. Because by God, by then, if you ain't paid them motherfuckers what you owe them, there's no point in them even trying anymore because clearly you're not getting you're it. not going to be able to get it and they can just kill you anyway one of so, the other theories so th- there's a that's the theory that they the, the parents were killed professionally by people that were trying to to acquire gambling debt and i mean that's a, that's a huge that's a huge what the fuck i mean how do you how do you become so wealthy and yet get so much in debt so if you if you want to, inter- it had to be a gambling. Situation. It has to be yeah. something some, gambling, drugs, something like that. But if you're going to entertain that, you have to sit there and go, well, what the why the fuck would they not like? Here, the 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 people that entertained that idea that it was a professional hit due to some sort of illegal debt. Well, in reality, in the public eye. These are out upstanding individuals, including the children. So let's say I, I go to Vegas and I, I gamble $50,000 and I can't pay it. Or I got a bad Coke habit. I snort $50,000 worth of Coke that I can't pay. Well, in the public eye, we are franchise owners. We are wealthy people. We are upstanding people in the community. Bank would give me a loan. I could take a personal loan. Of fifty thousand dollars and pay that shit off. Pay the people that will kill me if I don't pay, and exchange that for the bank that will go. Hey man, you really should pay that, and that's the worst that's going to come of it. So, and I see where you're going, but if you have a gambling problem or a drug problem, you're not thinking straight. True. Well, gambling maybe, but if you have a drug problem, you're definitely not thinking straight. 
And they would, you know, it would not dawn on them, hey, I can go get a line of credit from the bank. That's true. But, I mean, the the children were looked at. They were polygraphed. They were, they passed. I mean, we do know, we do know polygraph is not very reliable. No, and and the more that I've researched the polygraph, it's a more, Uh, it's better a starting part point for well, law enforcement but my, my my argument with the reliability of a polygraph in this situation was if one of those children had a fucking uh, valium th- no they had a a drug problem that was so bad that their dealer is is threatening murder that they're probably going to be too tweaked out yeah fucked up or whatever to pass a polygraph anyway that's so true. the fact that those the three children pass a polygraph, to me, eliminates them from knowingly, them from knowing the fate of their their parents, and also that will eliminate the fact that the the theory of one of the children purposely offing the parents. And for, that's for money, that was one for of, money. Yes, like, and that was one of the the theories on uh, Web Sleuths was that the and they tied it to how the house was found in pristine condition was because the murderer didn't need to take anything because they would inherit all of it later. And that's a big tick in that 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 uh, that area because you're right. And I could never find this, that exact quote, but there's a lot of things out there that state that one of the children made a comment in a co- news conference or an interview that led them to believe they knew something, but I could never find the quote. Well, because the only thing that we can do is evaluate the evidence in front of us from our own perspective. And my perspective says, I don't care if it's a professional hit. I don't care if it's personal. I don't care if it's any, any, there's no reason. These people, the people that per- perpetrated this crime clearly took their time. They took their time long enough to perpetrate the crime at several different crime scenes. Th- three minimum. Because uh, Russell wasn't killed in that garage. He wasn't. No, because there's no arterial spray on the cars or the garage walls. And Shirley's body was found on the lake. And her head was bashed in, so there's no yeah. cast off. Exactly. So, at the very minimum, we have three crime scenes because he was found in the garage, she was found in the lake, their murders took place elsewhere. And they could have either been separate or together. Correct. Right. And it that could have been, and that, it could be four crime scenes or it could be three. And that but goes back to can, what Sheriff Seals yeah, had stated. It can't be two. No, it, it cannot be two. It can't, it can't be even two. be one. No, no, absolutely not one. So, we're talking a minimum of three. Maximum of four crime scenes. So they took their time. And my train of thought goes back to the fact that nothing was taken. Why do you murder someone and you don't take the time to take the valuables? You've already committed the worst crime imaginable. You took your time to do it. How are you not going to rob them as well? Maybe that's the fact I'm a poor fucking teacher that doesn't make a whole lot of money. But I'm saying 
how do you take the time to create that type of scenario? You take the time to decapitate the man. You take the time to take that woman out on the lake, dead or alive. You take the time to tie stuff around her legs. You take the time to throw her in. You take the time to deposit the head somewhere. But you're not going to take the time to take the valuables. That leaves me with zero motives, even if it's professional. Yeah, and I think that strengthens the case of it actually being someone that was a little less professional because they didn't take in the fact or didn't take into account the fact that she would blowed up even well, submerged. Well, now, I read that that may have been a temporary, if you go to the she was killed for the money, the insurance thing, it goes with that because they said that they simply deposited her body like that to confuse investigators for a period of time. Because think about this. If it was for the the insurance money and they successfully tied her down and she would not be found she's going to be declared a missing person missing persons are not dead therefore you do not inherit their money because they're not dead so I read that they were she was tied down in a way to simply confuse investigators for a period of time and then she was going to be found on purpose I mean, think about that. Does go with the inheritance thing? Yeah, it does. Because I have not thought about that. Yeah, angle. yeah, yeah. Exactly. If if you want your parents' money and your mom disappears, you're waiting six, seven years before she's declared dead. Yeah, and depending on what state, hell, there's some states they'll declare your ass dead within a year. And then we talk well, about our Yuba County Files. Yeah, they, that exactly. Fucker G- still ain't Gary Mathias. It. Our very first episode, he's been a missing person for forty something years. Yeah, I just don't get. Yeah, yeah. There's ne- so yeah. so. I, I agree with you. That is an angle that that should be so investigated. If you're, if you're going to go with the insurance money, they want the insurance money. They want the inheritance. That may be why she was found the way she was. True. Not that I'm saying I don't think. I mean, I just even though that you and I have researched and been exposed to some of the worst possible shit in this world. You just can't think of your children doing that, that the, the, the children of the parents doing that to their parents, even though we know it's, it's happened. I do agree that that is a great segue into the fact that the inheritance, I guess, line of thinking has a lot more legs. I, and I'm not saying that. I mean, they have to be a suspect, but again, they've they were been all cleared. cleared. Yeah. And I personally don't think that they've done anything. Well, and let's just think about the fact that there, if you look at someone, a family member, there's going to be some things in their past that lead you to that conclusion. I mean, objectively, from way on the outside, you can look at this and go, these kids had a shit ton to gain for the, from their parents' death. But t- the the two living sons were already making a great living because they took over the franchises. Yes. The daughter, who knows? I, I mean, I couldn't find a whole lot of information about her, but surely she's doing okay. Her parents are rich. They did have a lot to gain from the death of their parents, but 
they're losing their parents. Yeah, and I don't see any. I personally don't see any amount of money being a good enough trade off for that. I don't either. And the the in the and I would go even further to state the amount of anger that you would have to harbor for your parents to decapitate your father. Well, I mean, they and bash your mother's head. Well, in. they didn't do it. They they had alibis that all checked out. So at the very least, we do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they personally didn't do it. Now, whether they hired somebody to do it, it's possible, but I I don't buy that shit. I don't buy it for a second. Not one second. I agree with you. I don't I don't buy it worth a damn. But it is a theory that my personal opinion didn't happen, but you cannot you cannot um, eliminate it from the, the 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 list of possibilities. You just can't because it is possible. It is. It is extremely possible. Now, I mean, and then you have to deal with the fact that we are in Georgia, and this some bitch could have been just a couple meth heads, tweakers. Yeah, I that mean, that, just, that's the thing. That just decided the one offs decided are- to run up in this place. They see a nice ass house. They say, "Fuck it, man. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna, um, we're gonna rob this bitch." Thinking they live in a million dollar. I think the house was estimated at one point two or one point five million dollars. So they're thinking, "Hey, they've got to have a shit ton of money." So we're going to take that. We, as average law abiding citizens who do not have any vices other than bearded iris, <laughs> um, for sure. Can't think the way that a tweaker would or someone that is in the just thinks, hey, I saw these two old people at the Publix and they appear to have a lot of money. So I'm going to go rob the piss out of them. I think it's even more. I think it's even simpler than that. I think there's just two fucking crackheads on, on a John boat that just up and decided, you know. We're going. They just literally pulled up to this random ass house, thought it looked nice, and said, "We're going to go in." They got to have cash in that some bitch. We're going in, and they were wrong, or or maybe they were right. But the 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 kids when they searched the 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 place, the kids stated that nothing was missing. And I'm I wonder, and I, and please don't. Listeners take this the wrong way, but I wonder if they just led a simple life. Yeah, they had a a $1.5 million home on a golf course, but it may have been inside. It may have just been very plain and simple. You know, it. I don't know. I just I I think about the way and I look at them and I see some some qualities in my grandparents. My grandparents lived well in their retirement. But they had worked so hard and they were frugal with their money that you would, on the outside, you would never imagine they had that type of money in there. Yeah. And now another um, wonderful podcast, almost as good as ours, when they did their two part episode about that, they, they mentioned that the fact that it's the fact that they may have gotten all their money from being extremely frugal. So you're right about that. They may have went into the house and saw that. Though it was a nice house, there was not a whole lot of nice things inside of it. No, and I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, 
you know, he liked to play golf. He lived on a Jack Nicholas golf course, uh, gated community. He had put his money into his retirement to live out the rest of his days. His kids were taken care of. They inherited the, the franchises. You know, I, I think they were just enjoying life. And unfortunately, two great human beings lost their lives probably when it comes down to it, when this is finally solved, and I hope that it is solved, when it comes down to it, over some perception that they had this wealth, and it, it liquid wealth, I guess I should say. And that's just not the case. Yeah, um, you can be very wealthy, but yet have all your assets tied up in other things. Yeah. Being liquid wealthy... Is way, not very smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Unless you're the CIA and you sleep on stacks of cash yeah, in Iraq. I mean, just having all your wealth readily available, cash bank, whatever, is not smart. I'm not a wealthy man by the any shade of the imagination, but I put money in my teacher retirement. I put money in Social Security like I have to. I put money in my 403B. My wife puts her money in her 401k. We have a um, uh, a money market account. We have a Charles Schwab account. We have all kinds of things that we're setting aside for the for the future. On paper, if you add all that up, it looks like we have a crap load of cash on hand. If you just saw our asset savings, if you saw a report of our savings, quote-unquote, it would look like robbing us. You would get a shitload of money. But that's just not the case. My wife and I, in our savings, is probably less than $1,000 total. That we, If you come and robbed us right now by gunpoint, you might get 20 bucks. You're going to think you're going to get a good payday, but you're going to get less than $1,000 total because that's all we got. You get you come to my house. I mean, they're they're you toting a lot of debt. Yeah, I, yeah for real, dude. If, yeah, you may go out like fuck this. Hell, I'm gonna give them money. All right. So, uh, Mini Me has stated that uh, he would like to let everyone know that whoever did this can go straight to hell and. At least 1,134 instances to where he's pissed off. Hmm. Well, now, if there, more importantly, if there what is, is the... Uh, if there is a hell, the, the people responsible are definitely going to it. But I honestly, I mean, we didn't think... We did not step on... Uh, step on? We did not touch upon whom is responsible in a personal sense. I think that it's... Um, you have to admit that this is more than two people, more than one person. One person did not commit this crime. Well, no, I would state that there it would have taken two people to get his body back into the house. Not even that. I think it would have taken two people to separate them. Like, or, I don't think that Shirley is going to see her husband killed and decapitated. And not just and freak out. not just freak out to the point where they have to kill her there, too. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, or there's a there's a gun involved. If there if it is singular, there's a there's a gun involved. He ties her up and I mean, then yeah. puts her in the boat, takes him inside, he, shoots him, decapitates him, 
even this, I mean, you can't, I mean, that's a theory of mine, but you can't, you don't know. There could have been one person. It's, it's, but you got to lean towards a, a professional for whatever reason. Two meth heads did not come. No. Two meth heads did not pull up in a jumbo. Because they would have taken silverware. Well, yeah, they would have taken anything, anything they, they could have got their hands yeah. on. And there would have been fuck, there would have been a mess. There'd have been a fingerprint on the prints. door handle. They, you know they went barefoot. A, that, Grocery yeah, store feet everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've heard that term. I've heard that term grocery store feet, but where I come from we call it Flintstone feet. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And too ra- it's not random. No, it it's is not. not random. It's not, it's not random. random ass drug fuckers that come up there and do no. that because there's going to be evidence and there is none other than the fact that his body is where his body's found. That's all. With the towels, his blood and his body itself, there is no other evidence at that crime scene. No, there's none. Not. There's not a fingerprint. There's not a a blind torn down. There's not forced entry. If those neighbors had not nothing. came to check on them, it would have been weeks before. All right. So we can keep chasing theories all night long. Let's get into our recommendations. And our recommendation, or my recommendation, would be True Crime Garage. I know we have recommended them before, but they did a two-part episode on this same case, and and they did it much better than we did. Much better than we could have. Uh, please check those guys out if you have not, if you've been living under a rock. Hey, listen. The past two weeks on True Crime Garage, the captain has made a reference in the same style that we make that makes me think he's listening. I'm hoping beyond hope that he's actually listened to us because he has mentioned offhand, oh, it's Sasquatch. And I'm just saying the coach has done that several times. So the fact that we did mention them in the first episode and we tagged them could have brought it to their attention and maybe maybe they listened maybe that would be amazing well i did just listen to and he did on the first week he was like it was sasquatch well maybe that's for another show and i i'm telling you I almost wrecked my car i was like if he says it buddy i'm telling you right now <laughs> Well, Mini Me had stated that he had heard from one of his uh, co-workers that he, um, we were referenced in a True Crime Garage episode. Let's hope so. Um, but oh, if, if if Nick or the captain watches, I mean, lit, watches. watches. Good God. God, I hope they don't watch. Well, that'd be weird, but <laughs> if they do listen, please let us know. That would be amazing because y'all were the inspiration for this we we definitely uh, copied the shit out of you we, let's yeah let's call it spade a spade we yeah. copied the shit out of you because we think your podcast is one of the best ones ever so that's that if you if you would love if you would just reference us on your podcast officially that, i'm sure our fucking twitter followers would go up to like 70 or 80 that would yeah. be amazing if we can just bust 100 <laughs> i will get there yeah we will all right so 
Coach, what is your recommendation? I have a strong feeling it has something to do with the, the YouTube. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I am a fan. I've heard that you are a fan of the oh, YouTube. YouTube. And this one is uh, it's a little different than the normal ones I, I, I recommend. Um, his is mostly a voice-based one. So, like, if you're grading papers or, you know... You're you're doing housework or whatever. You don't necessarily folding laundry and listening well, to yeah, true murder. You don't necessarily have to stare at the screen to understand what's going on. And he does a whole lot of user stories that are supposedly true, which are good. And he that's not he's not limited to that. But he he is a man called the Lazy Masquerade. One thing about him is his voice is amazing, amazing. But I I sense a man crush. Not really. Okay, good. But one of ours that uh, I've recommended, well, I think he was the second one we re- I recommended, is a, a YouTube page called Night Terrors. Yes. Unfortunately, he has stopped oh, damn it. doing videos because YouTube decided to demonetize a lot of the videos that contain words like conspiracy strange weird death apparently that's just bad for for youtube even though there are millions of fucking people that absolutely love mystery absolutely love true crime absolutely love all things involved with that and i know that we're we've said that we're going to start a youtube page but if we do, it's just going to be for people to listen to without us ever making money. And we, I mean, again, at this point, we don't give a shit about making money off this thing. You know why? Because we made dime number one. Made a penny off Radio Public. No, one penny. And unfortunately, I all, we also have to mention the fact that our favorite streaming podcast app is dead. Dead. In four days, by the time you hear this... Podcoin will be no more. Today is September 20th, or the 21st now, because it's after midnight. On September 24th, Podcoin will die, and that is unfortunate. I was almost halfway to my $50 gift card from Amazon. But I cashed cashed in my points, and I actually did get four $5 gift cards to Amazon that I'm going to apply to a certain item that I really want. But I don't need. My wife is desperately. Is that the double headed? No, no. Oh, sorry. My wife is desperately trying to talk me out of it, but for whatever reason. You just got to do I it. I have to have it. And it's a fucking magnet this with a rope amazing. attached to it. And I'm going to go magnet fishing. We, yeah. Dude, I exactly. would love That's what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm, well, I, by God, as soon as uh, well, I can get one for $46, as soon as I get paid. And twenty six dollars is in my bank account. I'm getting it. It's got seventy five feet of rope. We're gonna go. The closest big lake to us is Lake Altoona. We'll go right to Lake Altoona and throw that some bitch right off that bridge. Well you can go see your mom and go to Carter's. Oh man, Carter's Lake. I don't fucking I don't I tell you I and, and here's what's funny. Carter's, this is a extremely coach, I hope well I just hope you don't find a fucking firearm. <laughs> 
if I find a firearm or turn it over. Cut to, the rope. I'm cut the no, rope, coach. I'm turning it over to proper authorities. But this the the magnet I'm buying. What's the strength rate? Ain't no joke. She pull up a car. Well, not a car, but it's 760 pounds. That will pull up pretty much damn near, near anything. anything you want. Yeah, that's true. Don't even. It, it comes with a 75 foot rope, but with that kind of magnetism, you ain't yeah. A hundred feet is pulling it up. Yeah, I don't care. I just think that's really neat. I've it been, is cool. I agree. What happened? <laughs> what, what had happened? What was, spawned? What spawned this kind of? desire to get something like this is because I had a real bad habit of getting drunk. No. All the time. Really? Yeah. It's, it's it's bad for me. That's a stretch. But what would happen was is I would get drunk and I would black out and I'd go to sleep and then like two days later, Amazon would deliver Some survival fu- <laughs> Some material. material. Survive no, it's always survival. I don't like to camp. No. I don't own a tent. <laughs> I've been camping three times in my life, and I hated every fucking second of it. But when my ass would get blackout drunk, I'm buying survival gear. Because goddamn it, <laughs> if the apocalypse is if coming. the apocalypse comes, I'm not dying. I'm going to die because I'm an idiot, not because I didn't have the materials to survive. I agree with you. All right. So with that, said, hold on one sec. What the fuck is he saying? I, oh yes, thank you. Thank you. We would like to reference our Fuckner scale. This comes in at an average, and I think we'd have averaged 16. See, that's not too bad. Huh. What was our number one? Was that Arnold and Ruby? Was number one? Maybe. I, believe, I think it was. 20-something? No, it was more than that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, right. Gary Subrink was like, A episode time. three was like 20-something. I think Arnold and Ruby blew it out of the water, so... If you want to see the top rated what the fucks in a case, go to episode three, and I believe it's episode five. Again, if you want to help us out, please share our Instagram pages, our Facebook pages, Twitter page, tweets, posts, anything. Yeah, give us any type of feedback on any form of social media. We just want to hear from people. That is the best part about it is... Man, when people, somebody tweets me or sends me a personal message, it's like, it's crazy. I'm just like, really? Somebody's actually listening? I would like to give thanks to Mega Absols. She actually sent us an email to wow. our at. Is that the only one? Yeah, that's it. That's the one? That's the one. It is mysteriousbruise at gmail.com. And she says, dear coach and Arlo, hello. I just want to thank you. For making your podcast, I'm a listener who has been listening from around episode two to three, and I have to say that I have enjoyed every episode and all of the insight that you have provided for these cases. My favorite episode in terms of content has to be the Jekyll Island Club or the wow. episode about Gary Sudbrink. Oh, I love the Gary Sudbrink one. I personally have an affinity for and preference for ghost stories and possible extraterrestrial encounters. A suggestion for possible future topics of discussion are the various cryptid cases that exist, such as Mothman or Bigfoot. In my opinion, Bigfoot would be extremely amusing and fascinating to listen to con- to 
Considering your podcast logo, as well as personally being very interested in listening to the two of you talk about more cases about alien encounters, ghosts, and cryptids. Unrelated to the content of your podcast, but still an expression of my gratitude, it is refreshing to find a pair of folks from Georgia who respect the LGBT plus people for who they are. And I wanted to thank you for that as a member of that community myself. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about me right there because I appreciate all them some bitches. One note that I do have for you is that your microphone picks up every breath you take. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is just technical difficulty or if it is something that can be remedied, but I figured that it wouldn't hurt to mention it in my email. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I'm a goddamn mouth breather, man. He I can't is. help He's part Sasquatch. We have... We have literally sat here, and the only technical thing we have done to try to improve this podcast is put my mic in some position. Damn near at his eye level. (laughs) We we have tried to put my mic somewhere where you can't hear my fucking mouth breathing. And it just don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we would like to thank the fine people at Yamaha for making such a great mic on their headsets. That is awesome, though, and I do agree. I was going to bring up the Sasquatch because it is in our it's our logo. We got to we have to we, we have, have to, to pay homage, some, and we have to. I mean, when we do that, we got to talk. I mean, I like when we can edit in recordings from other people. That's why I like the Gary Subrin case so much. It's because we actually had the audio that we could edit in ourselves. So if we do Bigfoot, I mean, we got the Sierra sounds. We got the the the, the, the Oregon nine one one call. That's amazing. There's certain things that even though we can't do one, well, I mean, we can we can post on our social media various uh, visual video, visual videos. Jesus Christ! We can also edit in actual audio. Yes, and the Sierra sounds is amazing. It and is. That nine one one call is amazing. So if we do. If not, there's no if. When yes. we cover Bigfoot, we will definitely edit those in. So that I mean, that is just amazing. Whoever you are, thank you so much. And she closes her email with, "Again, thank you so much for making your podcast." And I eagerly await to hear about the next mystery from within your dank, dark, and moist basement in Georgia. Signed, Mega Absols. Thank you so much, Mega Absols. And you know what? The, the pattern that's developing when you choose a case, I choose a case, you choose a case, I choose a case is you're, you're, you're sticking to Georgia pretty, pretty strictly. I'm trying, which I'm starting to under, I'm starting to realize our fucking state has got some weird <laughs> fucking cases Shit. in it. Just, I mean, we could honestly probably do an entire season on Georgia. Well, I don't think we're going to do seasons, but I'm saying we could do at least. 30 straight episodes, but we could do probably 30 episodes on Georgia. I mean, we, I know that we have the guidestones on there. We've got, um, we have several mystery murder, unsolved murders that need some exposure. I want to talk. I mean, one of mine is the, the Atlanta blood house. Yes. I mean, there's so many things in Georgia that have happened that we could literally just choose Georgia for a long time. Yes, we could. And be pretty good. But one, you know, unofficial shout out, Coney Brewing Company. We appreciate 
the uh, the beer this week. Bearded Iris for getting us through post-production production. <laughs> Again, please contact us, mysteriousbrews at gmail.com. We would love to make you a lifetime sponsor. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Love that Bearded Iris, man. Well, with that said, Coach, do you have anything to add? Well, honestly, I mean, you know, I've been given a lot of thought and like, when you when you in the show you got that iconic deuces that everybody seems to love so i think that it's very important for me to have my own little ending catchphrase and i think that the best thing that i can think of would be you're a fucking monster deuces <laughs>